Hello and welcome to Article 23, the podcast all about making work work. We're back on Gadigal land, part of the Eora Nation, and we want to start with acknowledging our deep respect for elders past, present and emerging and our gratitude for the care of this land for thousands of years before today. I'm Rhonda Brighton-Hall. Welcome, James Hancock. Hi, Rhonda. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's nice to be here. We've got three topics today. Yep, can't wait. So two big topics that we think are the very crux of when we talk about culture. Yep. First one, we're going to talk about culture fit. Ooh, love it. Yeah, very important topic. Mm -hmm. And the second one, we're going to talk about intellectual honesty, which in our minds is one of the biggest things that can go wrong with culture when you're talking about trust. That's even better than the first one. Good, thank you. (laughs) And the third thing is world pride, because we are today in Sydney, which will be the uh, rainbow city. Yeah, also awesome. If it's not all the time. Yeah. (laughs) It probably is all the time. Absolutely. Okay, topic one, culture fit. Now, we define culture fit Mm -hmm. as the concept of screening potential candidates to join our companies to determine what type of cultural impact they will have on the organization. And this is based on an alignment, commonality Mm -hmm. of values, beliefs, behaviors between the employee and the employer. That's the technical definition of culture fit. Right. Uh, 10 years ago, it became the thing to do. I have to recruit for culture fit. I don't yeah. care what the person can do as long as they have culture fit. Right. Which basically translates to let's recruit people like us. Yeah. It just sounded like around, around peg needs to go in a round hole. Yes, it does. <laughs> it does. In fancier, longer words than that. It does. So right, let's right. move out to the pros and cons because I think yep. this is really important because yep. you don't obviously want people who don't fit your culture. So it's mm. not the opposite of culture fit is not not fitting culture. Yeah. It's just how much of culture has to fit perfectly. Yeah. And I think that's the pros and cons. So it's a nuanced discussion as culture always is. Yeah. But let's go across to the pros first. What are the pros of culture fit? It'd be super easy. There'd be no conflict, no argument. (laughs) I'd assume same views and beliefs, whatever you want to call that. Which probably comes from same experience, same lives, same same everything. It'd be like talking to yourself in the mirror in the morning. Right, except all day. Yeah, that's a lot, isn't it? I mean, unless you're doing like practice for a speech, like in a power pose or something. But even then, it would get boring. I would have thought pretty quickly. Which comes to the cons. So let's talk about the cons. We're all the same. Yeah, all exactly the same. You wouldn't innovate. You wouldn't think about anything differently. You wouldn't have any sort of great challenge or you probably just hear that. I'll play devil's advocate on that for a second, which means I'm thinking the same as you, but I'm going to try and have a crack at something else. Yeah. And I think that's it. So when we talk about culture fit, we have to be careful we don't take it too far. Because yeah. if we take it too far, it's sort of like working with yourself. Mm. I don't know about you. I, I would rather work with lots of other people before another one of me. And at the extreme, kind of, yeah. that's sort of what happens. So it's easy and it's fast and the, the momentum and the efficiency of the meetings and everything. Everything mm. goes really well because you've got the same expectations, same behavior, often the same way of communicating. Yeah. And that's taking it out to the extreme. But you do see when that happens, when you get culture fit really, really tight, then the company will go, oh, we need to have a program of innovation. We need to bring someone in creative to teach us how to be innovative. But if you've chosen a team of, say, you've all got the same experiences, behaviors, expectation, yeah. values, ways of working, you may have ended up with a culture that's not innovative. It yeah. may be a kind, efficient, productive culture, but yeah. not innovative. Yeah, I was going to say, I think efficiency is the right word. You could go and do things really smoothly, kind of tick the boxes, and you could probably run really, really fast at what you're trying to do. 
in a super um, non-valuable way, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? No you could, you could get to the goal really quickly, <laughs> but the goal was missing so much information that's valuable that it probably means the result was bad. Yeah, that is actually a really big issue with it because one mm. of those things is when we're all exactly the same, we have the same blind spots. Yeah. And as a consequence, we'll probably be running pretty fast at them. Which means you wouldn't even know they're a blind spot, you right? Wouldn't even so know like blind spot. that in we'll and of itself is very interesting. very efficiently running into a blind spot. So yep. that's sort of part of it. So that sort of idea of we don't all want to be exactly the same. So then we start thinking back when you're talking about culture, when you talk about culture fit, how far do you want to take it so that you've still got the advantages of diverse thinking, diverse yep. experience, um, diverse backgrounds, diverse education, all those things that are so important, lived experience that's very different. And so how far do you have to go back? Because a lot of that's incredibly valuable. Mm. And so if we want to hold those things, what are the elements of culture that you think are really critical to be the same? Yeah, well, that, it's an interesting one. I think some of the things that would come up are things like optimism, yeah, energy, committed to what you're doing, generous on what you're doing. And I think even though they come up often as important, they're really important here is like respect and trust. Yeah. And, you know, so people talk about, like, here's some good values. But actually, <laughs> I think that if you trust someone, you can disagree with them. And if you respect them, you can disagree with them, think of something different bring something new and that's pretty cool if not it becomes just nodding and yes and you're not really pushing something forward so i think that is important too i think that's true and in the best cultures that we've had the pleasure of working with and in mm, yeah is there's this shared optimism of possibility so people yep. try and get things done there's an yep. energy to get things done yeah as you described it a commitment yep we're on the same page we've got yep. a goal purposeful work that we're doing together you talked about respect absolutely critical and i think next to that respect thing is also this idea of openness Mm. So I've got all this lived experience, some ideas, some good things to do, but I'm open to the fact that you've got a different experience, which I could learn from or change my view on, or it could add value to whatever I'm doing. And I might be able to add value to what you're doing with my different lived experience. Yeah, totally agree. So I think that that's another one. I love that set though. Optimism, energy, commitment doesn't have to be manic, but it needs to be, I reckon we can do this. And it needs to be this generosity and openness of, I think other people can fit into the equation. So when you go culture fit, our warning would be don't take it too far that you just disappear into a sea of sameness. Yep. And be careful that it's only the things you actually need to move forward. Totally agree. Not to agree because agreeing in that context would, but I, I, I do agree in this one on almost all of those, probably all. Awesome. Okay. That's a really good one. I think it's really woven into people's good practices. The second one is about intellectual honesty. Now, this is one that is a really interesting topic for us. Now, we deal with about 25% of the cultures that we work with. It used to be 30, but it's getting less, which is great. So about 80%. Yep. Maybe 75, 80% of Mm -hmm. the cultures we work with are good cultures that are seeking to do better, seeking to lift their organization to make it a bit pointier on a few topics or something like that. But they're actually in good shape and they're doing well. And the last group, the 20, 25% is people who've got an issue with culture or it's a bit of a shipwreck and needs a bit of repair work or uh, triage, whatever the right word for that is. These cultures are often when the relationships are fractured. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the relationships fraction, we've had a bit of a deep dive lately into a couple of these. The biggest issues in culture is when there's a lack of trust Mm -hmm. and it slows everything down. Everyone assumes the worst. They're on guard. They're walking in with not quite their full contribution. They're hedging back a little bit. And a lot of that comes to what we've framed up as intellectual honesty. Mm. Thoughts? 
Yeah, I mean, I think if the part on culture fit about respect and values is right, which I think that it is, then it sort of carries over neatly into this point on intellectual honesty. So if it's not there, then you don't have a culture that it's good as as it could be, basically. And I agree there's an intellectual honesty part, but I'd be go push it a little harder and say, I don't know if it's only intellectual, if it's just honesty. Yeah, I think the reason I like the word intellectual in front of it is there's something about that what we call intellectual honesty, which is actually offering what offering you what I know you need to know. Okay. And so when we talk about that, we've got this idea and it's a very white culture thing where we tick a box and we say, I did what I said I would do at the time I said I would do yeah. it. You asked me the question, I answered it efficiently. Yep. Tick, done. But I know the question you asked me. I actually know three more facts that you need. Yep. But I'm not going to tell you because you didn't ask I me. I held something back. So, <laughs> that, something so that goes back. to you, goes to the point of generosity and value add and furtherment and relationship, like all those sorts of things. Yes. Really important. Got something you don't know. And I could hold it back, but why would I? Because it moves things forward if we're sharing a goal and a culture where we want to achieve something together. And I think, and this has you know, been such an interesting conversation in the last couple of, couple of months, is mm. this issue of lack of trust when someone's not intellectually honest, when they hold a bit back, when they hedge a bit in and say, I'm not going to tell you everything I know you need to know yep. because I'm going to hold some of my power yep. with information that I'm not going to give you yeah. so that I can win this. And as soon as I walk in with that, it does two things. One yep. is, you know I'm trying to beat you, not yep. work with you. But I think even more powerfully, it messes with my own head. Because if I walk in going, I'm keeping a bit back. I'm not really going to tell you what I know. I'm not going to tell you what I know you need to know. So I'm not going to be fully open and intellectually honest so we can come from the same baseline and work together. I'm holding something back. And what we've seen over and over again is the people who are doing that and the damage they're doing to the culture is actually because in their own head, they're assuming everyone's doing the same thing. Yep, I'm, I'm being hidden because I think you are too, or I, I'm assuming the worst of you sort of thing. That's pretty um, a, bad, a bad space to play in. Right. And if you're in a team <laughs> yep. where you want to be the best you can possibly be, everybody needs to be maximum contribution, absolutely safe to be, give their best shot, leap into something, give everything they've got. Yeah. If I'm holding a bit back and I assume you're holding a bit back and you can feel that lack of trust, so yeah. you start holding a bit back too, yeah. now we're coming from a quarter of what we could be. Yeah. Are there any patterns that you think play into that? Like is this is this pattern of intellectual honesty or not, not honesty or whatever, like the opposite of that, dishonesty, I guess? Is that coming through in any way, shape or form in particular? Is it level, like your role in the company driven? Is it, I don't know, what, is there anything that's behind a, that? That's or? a really interesting question. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Is there a pattern mm. to it? Let's just think. It's certainly contagious. Yeah, so I think that's it, probably... It doesn't matter who brings it into the room. Yeah. Everybody it else spreads will catch like, it. It spreads like wildfire. <laughs> it spreads totally. like wildfire. If, you, yeah. if you're looking at me and you've got any sort of spidey sense on EQ at all, yeah. and you can see I'm hedging, then you, you know you have to hedge too. Yeah, there's like signals, clues, body language, whatever, like all of the above probably right. that comes into that. Right. Yeah. And right. that's where I think maybe that hierarchy question you just asked, which is actually very insightful, mm. maybe it starts with if you're the boss, you're yep. setting that stage. Yeah. And so if you're walking in a bit hedged, a bit not fully honest, not fully open, not fully sharing yeah. and lifting everybody up to where we should have the best possible discussion and debate, yep. if I'm as the boss or you as the boss are not letting that be the environment, then you're actually making the environment the opposite to it. 
that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's a good one to watch. Mm. And if anyone's looking at the culture, dig deep first on what is your level of intellectual honesty and trust? Because your trust of everyone else will determine how they trust you back and each other. That's a really important topic, intellectual honesty. (laughs) It's It's a serious one. It's a serious one. Third topic, we're going to talk about world pride, which is extremely exciting. Um, Sydney will be converted, as I said, into the Rainbow City with 17 Mm -hmm. days of free and ticketed events celebrating the world (laughs) LGBTIQ community. First time in the Southern Hemisphere, I think. Amazing, isn't it? Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And and only a short few years after marriage equality, so lucky that's in place. Uh, First time it was ever held, James? Uh, First time it was ever held, I think, is 2000 in Rome, the year 2000. Okay, so 22 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's not not super old, but it's pretty uh, exciting and happy to have it in our backyard. Yeah, I'm incredibly proud that it's here in Sydney. We, we always do Mardi Gras so well. The LGBTI mm. community and all of us that are allies, you yeah. know, we, we celebrate this event every year, but to have it back out of the showground in a box and yeah. out back <laughs> onto the street where it belongs yeah. um, and really celebrating this community in a wonderful way, just absolutely thrilled. Yeah. Um, both you and I are getting to participate in the next couple of weeks in it, which is going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, and we wish everybody the best time. Yeah, have fun. Yeah, enjoy. <laughs> as, if, as if there would be another way. I've never seen a boring Mardi Gras. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so happy World Pride from all of us. And that's all from us today. Just a nice, short, sweet, two important topics to make people think deeply about culture and their impact. And the last one, just celebrating World Pride. And very, very proud to have it here in the Southern Hemisphere and in this beautiful city of Sydney of ours. Thanks for listening. Cool. Yeah, as we always say, keep listening to each other, to us and to your intuition. That's a good combination. (laughs) Honestly listening. Honestly. Yeah, with great intellectual honesty. With great intellectual (laughs) and openness to other people's as well. Thank you.